Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Modern Real Estate Mama podcast. It's Brayden McKee here and I'm coming to you solo without Alyssa. Um, Alyssa has been on vacation, enjoying some family time, traveling, seeing some new places. So I am so excited for her and hopefully she'll come back really um, just refreshed and excited after having a great uh, family week and trip. And so today I'm talking with you guys about uh, something that we have. This topic has come up so many times in podcast episodes or I've been tagged in posts in the group and that is Facebook groups. And I wouldn't say that I consider myself an expert because I'm always a student, I'm always learning, but I do feel like I have a skill in this department. And so if it can help any of you and get you guys started, um, that will be great. So make sure you stay till the end too because I'm gonna be sharing a couple of items with you about Facebook groups and some things that I'm going to be doing here for you in the future, which is very exciting. Okay, so if you're looking to either start a Facebook group or build upon a Facebook group and build a network, create relationships, create leads and business, then this is going to be the episode for you. Now, I want to preface this with I could probably talk about Facebook group for hours and hours and hours with all that I've learned. So I'll just give you a little bit of a background real quick. And I got into real estate in 2016. Um, In 2017, I went away from my first brokerage and I had started a couple of Facebook groups, um, but I continued to try to make different Facebook groups, trying to see like what would work, what didn't work. Um, And while I do have a marketing and a digital marketing background and uh, have had experience with that, I didn't necessarily have experience with the Facebook group side of things. Um, But I started a community group in 2017 uh, called Dog Moms of Phoenix. And in 2020, um, I had my best year ever. And that's actually... um, all of my uh, all of my leads were organic SOI uh, leads, or they came through social media, and thirty uh, percent uh, of my leads came from uh, of my closed sales came through that Dog Moms of Phoenix group. So that was pretty good. But I'm gonna share with you a little bit about. Um, why I think you should consider starting a Facebook group if you haven't started already, and uh, how to kind of build community and build up in a way that you could get business from Facebook groups and do it in a way that you like, um, that you, you know, uh, would feel excited about, you know? So first things first, Facebook groups is a great way to build community. I love Facebook, Instagram. Um, I've been diving into TikTok. I love all those platforms. I love creating content, putting content out there. What I love about Facebook groups is that it takes your content and you can bring people into this Facebook group about a certain topic. And we'll get into like different types of Facebook group here in a second, but it 
it creates a community and a conversation. And once you get your Facebook group going and built up, you don't have to be the only one creating content. Um, And there's something really powerful in that, in having a conversation that goes on and on and on. And you're not the sole person at, at some point responsible for creating the conversation. Don't get me wrong. At first, it will be very heavy on you to get the conversation going. But after a time, it's going to build up. So anyways, uh, it's to me, it's a really good way for you to get people connected. And uh, I would say I am, I am a connector. I'm really good at getting people in a room that are interested in certain things and getting them connected and getting them like having relationships. So if you're, if you're the kind of person who you know a lot of people, but you are also the kind of person who like introduces people or you're like, hey, I see an opportunity for this kind of event or this kind of club or this kind of um, community and you're not really seeing it, you might feel called to do a Facebook group of your own because you're like, I think I could you know, put this out there and get it going and then people can connect with each other over the same topic. And so the thing with Facebook groups is that you you are the connector, you're connecting people, you're creating the community, the space, the location that people are going to go to and you're going to get the conversation going but what you're going to see happen is other people having conversations that you have nothing to do with in the sense that like you're not the one talking maybe back and forth but you created the environment and that's a really really special thing and you know socially it's kind of a weird a weird place to be in if you're the a connector type of person where you know maybe you're not the one that's like the center of attention or like the super, you know, the one that's like super close with every single person, but it being a connector to other people is really, really important, especially when it comes to creating a community environment. So that is the beauty and the power, um, in the Facebook groups and being a connector because you're literally creating the space where people are going to go. So this is a, and I'm just going to put this out there first. If you're thinking about starting a Facebook group or maybe you've like put the Facebook group together, like you came up with a name, you know, you know what you want it to be about um, and you've kind of started it, but like you have, you know, maybe just a couple people in the group, maybe none at all. And you're like, okay, I obviously need to grow this. Like, how do I get people to join the group? How do I get the conversation going and people talking and interacting? I'm just going to tell you, this is going to be a... Um, heavy load up front in terms of work and if you do it the right way eventually you could literally step away from doing anything in the group and your group will still run without you that's the really amazing thing my dog mom's group um, I do very little in terms of post creation or even managing the group and starting conversations at this point um, and it is very heavily engaged so just know that it's going to be a lot of work up front um, but once you get it going and it builds momentum it should really really build from there 
So let's talk about the three types of Facebook groups and I think like the pros and cons to each one. So you can kind of determine, you know, what kind of group you want. So the first one um, might be, you know, kind of obvious and that would be a neighborhood or location specific group. Now this would be like, so I live in the city of Peoria um, and I would do, so like the couple of neighborhoods around me are, are Park Ridge, the Meadows, and Camino El Lago. So if I wanted to do a location-specific neighborhood group, um, I would do like those neighborhood, those three neighborhood names. Uh, and I would do like, say like, okay, the Meadows, Park Ridge, Camino El Lago residents or neighborhood group or... Um, neighborhood community something like that right and you know if somebody was looking like oh how can I get connected in this group and they're looking specifically for their neighborhood the area um, they might look like that if you have you know you could do this as a county if you have a smaller county or a city if you would like um, just know that I think there's power in the niches but if it's if you're looking at it and you're like no that's just too small of a group um you know, just know that you can you can play around with it. You doesn't have to be specific neighborhoods. It could be, you know, a zip code. If you're trying to do a certain zip code and be like, I want to be the go-to agent in this zip code, you could do that. Uh, you could do the county um, and, you know, just find what works for you. Find what you want to do. The thing is, is that you're in the driver's seat. You have control here with Facebook groups and that's the important part um, and what you should do. So that's the first kind. Um, now, obviously, you know, if you have the Nextdoor app or you've seen neighborhood groups before and you're like, ugh, I don't want to be that cringy group where, you know, um, Jessica and Susie and Karen are over here complaining that the neighbor left their trash can out for two hours after, you know, the trash guys came. Or, like, that's that's the kind of stuff where people are you have to think about what kind of group you want to have, right? Because you could have people trying to be like that in your group. Um, but needless to say, if that's not the kind of environment you want, you just have to be really upfront about what kind of environment and what kind of group standards you're going to have from the get-go, which we'll, we'll talk about later and in future stuff going on. The next type of group, this is a niche group. So this would be, think about an interest, a hobby, um, maybe uh, a like demographic type. So think mom's groups, uh, dog mom groups like my group is. Um, I also have a Phoenix restaurant and bar group that I started during the pandemic to support our local food establishments because they were just getting hammered by uh, COVID and policies and just so many of them were just dropping out of the business left and right. And it was just really tough. Um, you could, you know, think if you have, if you're into like a sport or a hobby like golf or, um, you know, you like to go horseback riding or um, whatever it might be. If you're into, you know, fitness, like you're a runner and you train for half marathons um, or you're training for, um, you know, a hiking event or something like that. You can do any types of, of niche that you want. So this is really... A great this is a great way to do it because you can um, definitely have a 
an easy way for people to want to join that group and create conversation because if it's a hobby and you're super passionate about it, like, you know, this is why my dog moms group, I think works so well is that these women are like literally obsessed with their dogs, you know? And, uh, I say, drop a picture of your dog and I get a hundred comments because everybody has their whole camera roll is filled with dogs. Right. Or if like all you talk about is running and you're like, my, you know, like the people in my office are so sick of me talking about training for this marathon, you know, and they have no interest and they just want me to go to happy hour and I don't have anybody to talk about training for this marathon with. Like there are other people that are just like you that are so obsessed with training for this marathon and running that they're going to want to talk with you about that all the time and get advice and share experiences and have somebody support them when they're, you know, feeling a lack of discipline or they feel like, you know, they're not where they need to be. So this is a really great way. Now you have to also add a local element to it. So you could add, you know, the major city that you're in, um, the county, again, your state, if you want to be broad and you're okay with that. I think doing, it doesn't have to be too specific on location if you don't want it to be, but you don't want people joining your group. If you're in Texas, you don't want people from Maine joining your running group unless they are living in Texas half of the year because you're not going to be able to relate. And also, if, if you're talking about real estate needs, you know, unless they're moving to Texas or they just move, they're moving out of Texas to Maine, there, you know, there's no way that you're going to be able to convert them to a client. Now, if they're coming in for, let's say for this instance, you have a large marathon in December in Texas and they come every single year for it um, and they're training from Maine you know this is just a random example I just thought of right now so um, then maybe there is because who knows maybe they would want to buy you know but you have to think like end goal it's not just about it's not just about you know the hobby and everything which it could be you know you can't have everything be about making money and the real estate, but you want to make sure that you have the opportunity to actually create relationships that could become real estate clients, right? Real estate transactions. Because if you just start getting connected with these people all over the world for running versus people that are local that are into running as well, that you know, if they get to know you and then they're like, oh yeah, you're a real estate agent and we're going to sell our house this year. Um, and we talk with you all the time. Like, yeah, we're going to use you because, you know, we love being a part of your group and it's just the natural progression, right? So you have to think, think of that when you're thinking about the location, but niche groups I think are so fun and I think are a great way to get out of the real estate brain, if you will, and just connect with people on something you're truly passionate about besides, just your work. And then the last one, which um, is something that I'm going to be implementing soon. Um, I actually, I have a group already and it is our past client and sphere of influence, like VIP group. So this is a very specific group to nurture your past clients and your sphere of influence and also encourage referrals. Now, when I started this group, I'm going to tell you that I started it really wanting to create something, um, you know, this program, this sphere of influence and past client program. And the truth of the matter is that my mindset at the time that I started it a couple years ago was really bad because I was like, you know, this group is kind of embarrassing. Like there's only 12 past clients in here. And 
and or um, sphere of influence, like, you know, people that had referred me or something like that. Um, And I think that's the wrong approach to it now looking back because I could have built it up over time and I could have created a program, you know, and uh, a conversation and like, you know, just really been expressive of my gratitude for my clients at that time. But, um, you know, I work with my mom, we're on a team here in Phoenix, Arizona, and we've talked about reviving that group because it's still active um, in the sense that like we still have people in it. Um, and we could just add our past clients and then our, our sphere of influence, um, like our VIP sphere of influence to it. Um, but this could be a really great way to, uh, drop things like homeownership tips. Um, Hey, like I have a special for AC tune up with this local AC company. Like it, you need to do that every, every six months, you know, um, hey, there's a local event happening. And then throw in occasional like, hey, you know, so-and-so referred me and I'm just, I want to let you know, like I'm so thankful for your referrals or whatever, whatever kind of thing. We don't have it totally nailed down yet what we're going to do. So if you are a person who really loves on and spends time nurturing and prospecting to your sphere of influence and your past clients, having one spot where you can put them all together, create a an exclusive, if you will, atmosphere for them, connect them not only to each other, but um, just stay in touch with them regularly and make them feel like they're part of something special is, that is a really, really great idea. And I'm sure if we implemented this in a year from now, uh, I could say that our referrals and everything has gone up um, if we actually utilize the strategies that I know how to make work and keep top of mind. So if that is something that appeals to you where you're like, I don't want to try to do a neighborhood group, I don't want to do a niche group, but I could use a really good way to stay in touch with my past clients and sphere of influence and maybe create a like referral reward program or something of that nature. Like, of course, keep everything in compliance. But like if, you know, if you were to acknowledge people um, referring you and you were to be, um, you know, thanking them and doing like fun stuff specifically like events and giveaways and gifts and things like that for the people who love you and know you and um you know they've worked with you uh that could be a really really good way to utilize a facebook group and do it with people you already know now you're just going deeper and you're just staying connected with them we've all heard this statistic about the survey where clients are asked like would you use your real estate agent again and it's like seven to eight out of ten clients say oh yeah I would definitely use my real estate agent again and then it comes down to it and the people that do are so very little compared to that statistic of like 70 to 80 percent right and it just comes down to not being top of mind so if you struggle with this and in full transparency, I struggle with this as well. I do not have a system and I have not had a system really up to this point to stay in touch with my past clients very well at all. I try to stay in touch and 
comment and engage on social media, send messages, send occasional texts, um, and send birthday cards or little birthday gifts if I can. Um, but I'm going to be honest that it is right now disorganization. So how awesome would it be if you used a Facebook group to stay in touch, create a community around your raving fans, right? Um, do giveaways, uh, engagement threads, you know, partner with local businesses to offer them, you know, discounts on services or, um, you know, even, you know, coupons for different uh, things like local restaurants, coffee shops, things like that. Um, How amazing would that be? And so you can really nurture and stay top of mind. And I'm going to be honest that I'm needing to work on this myself. And this is one of the biggest things is trying to come up with a past client SOI, like VIP, um, people sort of, uh, program or process before the end of this year gets up because, uh, I actually think that I don't know how I've gone this far into my business without having it. And everyone says, Oh, like, don't just abandon your past clients when, Oh, after you close, um, but in reality, what does that process really, really look like, you know? Um, and so I think that a Facebook group, if that's something that you're willing to do, could be a really good way to go about it. So let's go into more of like, how do you get a Facebook group going though? Like having conversations and everything. The biggest mistake that I see with real estate agents making Facebook groups is that They just want to post about real estate. And Alyssa and I have talked about this before, um, that, and not in regards to Facebook group, but I think it just comes to content in general, is only posting real estate stuff and not really knowing your audience or thinking about them, you know, in terms of like my clients or my past clients or these people in my neighborhood group or my niche hobby group, like they don't want to hear only about real estate because for them, that is a transaction that happens maybe every two to 10 years, um, which is a very little amount of their time versus for us, it is literally every day. Like I could probably talk about real estate almost every single day of the year. Um, even when I'm on vacation or somebody asks me about it, you know, if I'm on vacation or like on a trip or something, um, or I go to visit family, it's like, yes, it's still going to come up and I'm still happy to talk about it because I'm passionate about it. It's my career and I'm sure you're the same way, but please try to remember that when you're starting a Facebook group or you're trying to grow it, you're trying to get engagement up. If you post about real estate all the time, you're not going to get the growth and the engagement is going to be so, so very low. You have to come up with topics and conversation starters. You have to talk about the things that matter to your audience. And that is where the magic happens. You know, if you can figure that out and you can try different things and it's okay if you don't get it right. It's okay if you have a post that you think was going to be a really good conversation starter and it totally flops. Um, you know, one of the things with uh, Facebook groups is that you don't always know what's going to be a win and there's a learning curve to it. You know, it's a little bit different because you're literally creating a community. So 
just keep that in mind that you can't have all of your conversations in there be about real estate and that's okay it's probably healthy for you to get out of like your real estate brain you know and only talking about real estate too especially when you're trying to grow your network and engage and connect with people you know if you want it to be about what do they care about talking about you know if you've got a neighborhood group like when's the next um when's the next day that like food trucks are going to be in the area what's going on with the construction down the street um you know what um when you know why is the hoa board acting crazy and um you know putting out these not of you know notices all of a sudden and you know what's happening at the school things like that you know and you can sprinkle in real estate and if you have a niche group you definitely can't talk about real estate unless it's, unless it's a niche about real estate like real estate investing if you are into real estate investing and you're creating a local local group of like people who want to flip homes or start airbnbs or something like that go for it they'll probably eat it up you know they're learning trying to get in all the information you can be seen as the expert and authority figure but if you've got a group like about local moms or dogs or your running group it's not gonna fly if you start dropping real estate posts in there every single day it's gonna really turn people off and here's the thing even if you do it every once in a while and it's very, very sporadic, it's still going to turn people off and that's okay. But you want to make sure that you have a true community and a group going on and you don't want to jeopardize your ability to build the community by turning people away by only talking about real estate. You're going to have to find the balance and that's okay. Again, trial and error with Facebook groups is totally fine. Uh, just know, just know that it's going to take some practice and you're going to have to figure out your frequency and what works. But once you get things going in the group and you have an engaged group and you're going to have people that are like all about that group, they're going to be super excited about it. They're going to be like advocates of the group. That is when you've built something special and that's when you have more creative um, options too. So just remember that, you know, the content and the engagement and the conversations is key as well as getting people into the group and getting the people who are in the group to invite other people. If you've got a neighborhood group and, you know, you've got a lady who is on like the PTA at the school and she knows like 12 other moms are going to be great additions and then their husbands and you know a couple of the teachers that live in the neighborhood and area like that's great that's you want to have those kind of people that are going to be advocates and bringing in quality people in the group and the way you're going to do that is the conversations and you engaging and bringing value to the group outside of just real estate you know same thing for a niche group um you know if you're talking about a hobby or something that's like a passion uh people can easily talk about that kind of stuff and if they know people and you bring enough value to the group it's engaging enough they'll start bringing in their people and that's when you know that you've got something good going it's when you start having growth and it's coming and it's continuing to come and people are seeing the group people are being invited um People are joining the group because Facebook has figured out what kind of group members uh, like that kind of content in the group. So it's a whole it's a whole thing. You know, there's a lot of moving pieces, but 
it's the conversation and the engagement that is where the magic happens in the group and that's where the true connection and community comes out of so let's end with how to monetize your group and i say monetize and not get real estate clients because i do believe that if you do it right you can monetize your group in multiple ways um and i think that this is where you have to have a maybe bigger picture look at your facebook group and think about it as more than just a way to get real estate transactions but start to think about it as like a a part of your brand or like a secondary brand to your brand um if you have an engaged community and group and you can get some real estate transaction and clients from it that is amazing obviously we know that those are going to be like high ticket um transactions you know but there's other ways that you can monetize your group um you could potentially have group sponsorships um if you have an engaging group and you have businesses that want to sponsor posts or banner ads um that's a totally legitimate way i've seen several groups do that Uh, i tried it for a while in my group and i ended up just discontinuing the program just um because of 2020 and just a lot of things were were hard that year and um, i just discontinued that program and now we just i try to do a weekly business thread Um, but that's one way to monetize it you can do swag um, you can start a free, um, like a t- t-shirt shop. Um, there's many platforms where you can design items, just put whatever, you know, Canva design you want on the t-shirt, the mug, the cell phone case, the tote bag, like sweater, whatever it is. Um, and if you have an engaging group, like people are going to buy it. It's not like going to be a huge revenue maker. Maybe it will. Maybe you have a group of like end up having a group of like 50,000 people and they're all about it. But um, hey, I mean, a hundred bucks here and there for like swag sales, like that's, you know, that's uh, gas money or like, hey, coffee money or whatever it might be for you. Um, You know, maybe a little soda at the soda shop, like a couple times a month, you know? Um, So there's there's lots of options there. And then of course, um, you can monetize by doing events or things like that um meetups like if you would if you want to go that route so think of this as a bigger picture thing than just real estate sales i'm not saying this has to take over your whole life but i do want you to know it's going to be it's going to be front-loaded work to get there but you can monetize facebook groups in so many different ways and it is really really cool once you have the community going um to see how um how that's going to work out you know and what's going to come from it you know so there's really really cool ways that you can grow your group and monetize it and i it's an amazing way to meet people and meeting people is how we build connections and get people to end up using us for real estate right and so if you're looking for a way and you know the thing is like i'm I'm not good with cold calling. I'm not good with door knocking. It's also like 100 degrees here half the year. And I did door knock in the beginning um, in July. I went door knocking for the first time in July in Phoenix, Arizona. And that was freaking terrible. Just going to put it out there. 
Um, I would never do that again. I mean, I've been door knocking before. I've gone door knocking for like uh, inviting people to open houses for our listings and things like that. But it's not a regular source of my business because it's just not practical here in Phoenix. And I'm not willing, I like, I was sweating like so bad and like going up to people's doors and being like trying to get them on my email list to tell them about the real estate market. It was such a disaster. You know, I was like, gosh, like looking back, why would somebody want to give a hot sweaty mess? Like, you know, uh, any time of day, you know, regarding their real estate transactions, I don't know. But anyways, if you're not into like those traditional methods, which if you are, that's amazing. And I wish I could, I wish I was like, I loved it, you know, but I don't. And so I had to figure out different ways. And, you know, the Facebook group route for me is something that I just became, I put a lot of time and effort into and I had a lot of fun with it. And you know what, actually, uh, to get a couple of transactions in 2020 from it, um, and you know, referrals and I've had referrals from the people in the group as well. I mean, that's amazing. Like it, it ended up being well worth the time that I spent into it when I closed all those transactions in 2020. So for me, it was definitely worth it. And I definitely could have monetized the group sooner than I did. But, you know, that's why I wanted to share this episode about Facebook groups. And, you know, we get questions all the time. Um, and I get tagged in a lot of posts. And I've done like one-on-ones with some people about Facebook groups. And so, Alyssa and I have been saying for a while, we're going to have me do an episode here for you ladies about uh, doing this. And so I want to make sure that you guys got the info. And this is very a broad episode, obviously, because there, I just, I know and have done so much with Facebook groups and I've tried so many and done a lot of trial and error. And I've kind of been through it also that now at this point I can share this with other people and say, Hey, here's what works. Here's what doesn't work. Um, you know, here are some things that I would have done differently. I still kind of would have done them just in a different way. And it's, you know, it's great. It's been, uh, it's a skill that I've acquired, you know, and I'm happy to share that with you. So two exciting things. If you're sticking with me here until the end, two exciting things. One, I'm going to have a resource when this comes out, um, with different, um, group name options, um, for the three different types of Facebook groups. So it's going to be a free guide. I'm going to put it together. Um, and if you get on my email list, I will, uh, give you that resource. It's just going to be a freebie that you guys can take and you can insert your city, town, neighborhood, whatever, take those and run with them, right? So that's going to be the first thing. I'll have that freebie available to you once this episode comes out. I'll post it in the Modern Real Estate Mama Facebook group and you guys can go to the link and download that. Number two, um, really exciting. Not Details are not nailed down yet, but um, I am going to be working on releasing a either mini training, um, like a webinar type of style, or just a mini course on growing and running your Facebook group and how to monetize it. I'm going to go much further into details about how to do this and how to do it well and how to, you know, go about it and do it 
better, faster, cheaper than how I started it, okay? Um, I'm going to go through everything from post ideas, um, you know, different ways to get people to join the group, um, how to grow the group, how to do meetups, um, how to get the group running without you, things like that. And so it's not available yet, but if you're interested, um, I will... Uh, you can reach out to me on Instagram um, at hey Brady McKee, or you can send me an email or something if you, or you can reply to the email where you get the freebie for, um, for the guide on the Facebook group names, and I will get you on the list because the I'm going to have an incentive for um, the launch group for the Modern Real Estate Mama. Um, podcast listeners and group members so this will be an exclusive um discount and promo for you ladies because um I just my heart like goes out to this community I love it so much I feel feel so thankful um that we have this group and just how it's grown and it's just been such a good outlet uh for Alyssa and I and it's been so fun to connect with all of you other um, moms that are building and running your real estate business and like how amazing to see the different ways that you guys are doing business and raising your families and just doing everything that you can to make your dreams come true while also showing like your kids and your family like that you can be the successful mom and business owner and you can do it and be present with your family and create this amazing family legacy like it's so amazing so i'll have a discount for you guys and i'm i'm hoping to have that up um that i think i'm going to do a mini course that way i can break it into modules i'm not i'm not totally decided yet but um wanted to make you guys aware of it first because i am going to have that you know, exclusive discount and promo for you guys. And if you guys will just want to let me know that you're interested or get on the interest list, um, because you guys, it'll be released to you guys first before I ever try to go and put it out there. So yeah, that is super exciting. And again, um, Facebook groups. So, you know, uh, I think they're so fun. Um, I think they're a great way to, to build your business and to get connected to people or to stay connected to people. So I think there's a lot of power to them. I'm really excited to have shared this episode with you all about Facebook groups and either building one up or uh, growing a current Facebook group that you already have. And while this was not necessarily a deep dive, um, I am really looking forward to anybody that I can continue to help them with their Facebook group in the future and think there's a lot um, a lot of good things to come I would love to hear your feedback on this episode if you want to share uh, screenshot and share this on your Instagram stories tag us at the modern real estate mama and um, just share that you're listening and what your thoughts were on the episode that would be amazing we always love to hear what kind of feedback you guys have for us and to see that you guys are listening in between showings or um you know after the kids go down to sleep and you're doing dishes or wherever it is but uh i hope you have a wonderful 
rest of your day uh, whenever you're listening to this and we will see you for more conversation and all things real estate motherhood family and business in the modern real estate mama facebook group If you've been enjoying the Modern Real Estate Mama podcast, it would mean so much to us if you would leave us a review on how this podcast has impacted your listening today. Whether you heard us on Apple or Spotify, your review helps other moms in real estate discover this podcast.